Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to Rebellions Bloom, a Star Wars podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. And us might be in a bit of an exaggeration today, as I am alone. I am Colton Robertson, joined by no one. And for those on Patreon, I know you already know that, but I'm going to start this episode spoiler-free. And that spoiler-free section is going on the main show. It's going for the for the wide audience to hear. Every everybody gets a little piece of the pie for the spoiler free stuff about Star Wars: The High Republic Convergence, written by Zoraida Cordova. This book fucked. I uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was incredible, and you know it's uh, it's an interesting one because I have uh, you know I, I love I love the High Republic books so far, all of them. I don't think they've missed, and this continues to not, it continues that trend. They still haven't missed. It's fucking incredible, but it didn't look like it was going to be as incredible as it ended up being for a while into the book. You know, I was, uh, the first half of the book wasn't underwhelming, but it didn't reel me in. You know, they uh, they left me wanting. They left me wanting for a while, and that wanting was uh, fulfilled. Uh, the back half of this book is amongst my favorite of any of the High Republic books. You know, I think that the the back half of this really is the strength of this book, where it's usually the opposite for for any Star Wars book in general for me. Usually, I like the low key moments spent with the characters, getting to know them, and then throwing them into the thick of it. They get into the action bit of it, and it starts to be a little bit. It's, it starts to be a little less uh, less fulfilling as a reader this was on the flip side of that where i was a little underwhelmed by the the dull moments spent with the characters and then once it's it's once we bring everybody together that it starts to really hit its stride because i find myself with one of my new favorite groups in all of the galaxy in uh in in this book with uh uh gela the uh the jedi jedi knight gela is uh, Gela Natai, very, very cool. Uh, she's joined by Axel Greylark, Ziri Albaran, and Funtu Zen. I just came off the book. I'm I'm reeling. I'm reeling a bit because the end of this book is a bit... Uh, I mean, it's, it's the best ending to a High Republic book from the perspective of someone who likes their favorite characters living you know i'm not usually left so satisfied at the end of a high republic book you know the the stakes in this one they are life and death they are life and death stakes but there's layers to it you know axel Greylark is the uh the son of the chancellor of the galaxy and uh chancellor Greylark, one of two chancellors which i thought was cool about this one 
um, that they have co-chancellors at this point in the High Republic, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, yeah, his uh, he's probably my favorite character from this book. You know, I'm not not from a personal like, oh man, I love that guy. He makes good choices and is a beacon of hope for the galaxy. Nah, he's a scoundrel. He's kind of a scumbag, but he's got a heart to him, which is exactly what you want from our scoundrels and scumbags. You know, he's a he feels like the natural heir apparent to Lando Calrissian. But as you uh, as you continue to watch his story unfold, you find that he's almost got even greater dimensions to him, which is uh, it's saying a lot because Lando Calrissian is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. And this guy, I mean, he, he expands on the. Uh, the sort of scoundrel versus hero archetype even more than uh, than Lando did. And, you know, Han Solo is obviously the pinnacle of that sort of thing. But then, yeah, on top of Han Solo, what if Han Solo was the son of the Chancellor of the Galaxy? Then then what? You know, that's kind of what you're dealing with with Axel Greylark. And uh, the way that his, uh, his back and forth, his repertoire with uh, Gela Natai throughout this book uh, plays out very, very cool. I love I love those two characters, and I love Gelanatai as a Jedi. She's one of my favorites. Uh, as far as the Jedi introduced in the High Republic, you know, I've had I have great love for Loden, Greatstorm, and Bell Zedifar, and uh, Elzar Man, and Stellan Geos, Avar Chris, uh, Keeve Trennis. You know, like all these all these Jedi are fucking amazing. They put forth quite the introduction here with Gelanatai. She's a uh, she's super fucking cool. I, uh, just cause, uh, she's, I don't know, a bit more, she's, she's more in that Bell Zetafar sort of camp where she's a little bit more relatable. She's got, uh, a mind on her that, you know, is rational, but she, she is steadfast in her belief in the Jedi way. You know, she wants to be a way seeker, which I think is really cool. We obviously know that Orla Jereni, if you're a fan of the High Republic, is our premier way seeker. One of the ones that we go back to is like, oh yeah. That that was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. But uh, this yeah, this book just introduced so many great new characters, and uh, those those two were definitely the definitely a highlight for me. But Ziri Albaran and Fantu Zen, that is a dynamic that is one of my favorites in Star Wars of all time. An all time great story for Star Wars, as far as like. You know, we don't deal a lot with, like, royalty in Star Wars. You know, I know Leia was Princess of Alderaan, and uh, we've we've had those sorts of those sorts of mentions, but we haven't gone into the the depths of royal and interplanetary war that happens between royal families on different planets. I think that's really fucking cool. And Fantu Zen finds himself the uh, the heir apparent to. Uh, the throne of Irem and uh, Ziri finds herself the heir apparent to uh, Arano and I and we obviously hear a lot about Irem and Arano by means of uh, the first the first few books in the High Republic because I'll tell you what that the Irem and Arano being relevant in like I think it was the fallen star the last one I loved the story that we got there and the, the flashbacks with like, uh, oh shit, maybe that was, it all blends together. It all blends together in the High Republic, but, uh, the flashbacks we got to Iron and Arano and the, the conflicts they have between like, uh, Orla Jereni and flashbacks and stuff like, 
Very, very cool stuff. And to see this even further back in the timeline, this is 382 BBY, according to Wikipedia, this book takes place. And uh, it's a very long time before any stuff we've seen in the uh, in the High Republic or in, in the movies and shows. But uh, I really, I really love the dynamic there. The fact that Iram and Arano are locked in this forever war, a war that will not stop, started by monarchs who have almost lost sight of why they're fighting. You know, uh, Ziri's dad is, he's, he's basically senile at this point. He's an old man sending his soldiers out to fucking die. And it's not, it's not doing anyone any good. And, uh, on the other side, you know, I think that uh, Iram, Iram's queen, is, uh, you know, she's she's doing what she's got to do. But, uh, you know, there's faults on all sides. There's faults on all sides when it's war. You know what I'm saying? Like, war war ain't good for nobody. War, what is it good for? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, like, all in all, the way this book resolves itself, it's hard to not go into spoilers with that sort of thing. It's, uh... It's so fucking satisfying. Everything you want out of this book comes... Once you get to the middle stretch of this book, it is all gas, no brakes. You are in for a fucking ride after you get to a certain point in this book. And uh, it's it's a great joy to read, you know? A, a, bunch of, a bunch of new Jedi that were introduced alongside Gelenetai, who I thought were very, very cool. I loved Enya. She was such a sweetie, and I thought for sure... Thought for sure she's got she's got a character who's gonna die written all over her, uh, Enya Kane. At some point, I'm I'm on. She's on my watch list because she don't seem safe. Just because she's one of those characters who's posed as like everybody loves her. Oh, she's such a sweetie. She's the heart of all of us. Ah man, when it comes to the High Republic, that means they're not fucking safe. You know what I'm saying? That means they're gonna fucking die. So uh, I'd look out for Enya. I'm a hold. I'm a hold on to her while I have her. That's one thing I'll spoil for you. Enya doesn't die, but uh, doesn't look good. Um, we got the introduction of Sharil Roy, who was a very interesting Jedi Master of a Sur- a Syrian Jedi Master, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, kind of in the same same vein as uh, Kiadi Mundi. Uh, the same uh, same setup he's got going on there species wise but uh, you know another very uh, well spoken Jedi master who is very very in tune with the force and is very uh, you know he's a, he's a steadfast Jedi one of the, one of the better ones out there and uh, yeah there was just a there was a bunch of really cool character introductions Creighton's son another Jedi very very cool um he was uh, a little bit closer to, uh, he spent a little bit more time one-on-one with Gela throughout this book, and you get to know him a little bit more, and it's very interesting knowing that he is the one that is on the cover of the Battle of Jeddah book, alongside his apprentice Ada, who you do meet in this book as well. Um, very briefly, Ada Forte shows up, and... Uh, she sounds like a she sounds like a dandy character. I'm very excited for Battle of the Jedi next up. But uh, all in all, you know, I'm left thinking this is one of my favorite High Republic books. I think it was beautifully written. Uh, th- just getting the landscape of how Iram and Arano contrast with each other as far as like landscape is concerned was super fucking cool. 
Um, I love that they're like opposite worlds, but they have more in common than they think. And it's like, I just love a, I just love a story about uh, uniting, uniting the people, you know, and uh, that that's that's the goal of this book anyway. Um, and it's it's a super good one. But, you know, I'm thinking about while I'm here on the spoiler free stuff, going ahead and throwing it on the Star Wars reading ranking um, because, man. It's high. It's high up there. I don't know. I don't know how high. I think I do like it more than Path of Deceit earlier this year. Um, the other, the other new edition from the High Republic Phase Two, and I have that at seven in my Star Wars reading ranking. That's a high, high ranking. The three right above it are Rising Storm, Light of the Jedi, The Fallen Star. Now. The question becomes, do I like this book more than I like, really, The Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, or The Fallen Star? You know, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I I think I might have myself a new top five. I think I might have myself a new top five in Convergence, because... I loved Light of the Jedi. That was such a good book, and it was such an awesome way to introduce us to a new era of characters. This book had a harder job. Uh, This is the first after Path of Deceit where, you know, we got a whole slate of characters in High Republic Phase 1 that we grew so attached to, so in love with. And Cordova had to give us a new slate of characters that was going to get us in the same way. And it doesn't get us in the same way. It gets us in a whole completely different way, and it's still every bit as satisfying, which is something I didn't anticipate. It's a completely different type of story than what is told in The Light of the Jedi. The Light of the Jedi feels so much more grandiose and all-encompassing of the entire Jedi Order and stuff. And this is very, very focused. You know, I think it takes what Path of Deceit did, um, like what Path of Deceit did very, very well as compared to a lot of Phase 1 was it was incredibly narratively tight as far as who the story is told from the perspective of. It was like we are basically surrounding two characters here, whereas the original uh, phase one of the High Republic, it felt like we could be going from like ten perspectives at any given po- at, in any given book. This one does expand on Path of Deceit a little bit, but it tightens up as compared to uh, phase one, and it's more from the perspective of like four maybe five characters at most at any given point and uh i really really like that i really really like that about this book and uh if you're uh if you're not a reader if you're not a big high republic if you're if you're not a big reader i strongly suggest audiobook uh this is another fantastic edition by mark thompson uh he's a fantastic narrator and he just continues to body it with all the different voices and all the different styles you know he's he's got all his impressions down very very well he can emulate species very very nicely like there's a moncala that appears in this book and i i hear i hear the moncala you know like that's that's how he that's how he uh bends his voice and it's uh, it's very satisfying uh but yeah man i think uh i think i got a new top 5 here i think the only one i'm a place below as compared to phase one is the fallen star. I love the fallen star. I love Claudia gray. And it was such a good fucking way to cap off phase one. But, uh, this was such a fucking amazing way to open up phase two on the, uh, 
on the adult novel side. Adult novel, I say. I mean, it's not young adult novel. It's just, uh, it's just the other ones. Um, it was so fucking nice. It was such a great addition. It was such a great addition to this already fantastic side of the franchise. The High Republic continues to be my favorite thing in modern Star Wars. You know, Andor kind of fucked that for the High Republic. Sorry, Andor's definitely the best shit I've seen ever. My favorite Star Wars thing ever. But uh, this modernly, man, I can't... I can't honestly tell you something excites me more than the High Republic. You know, Mandalorian Season 3 around the corner. The Bad Batch Season 2 around the corner. I'm looking forward to the Battle of Jetta. You know, I'm looking forward to Cataclysm. I, I cannot wait for these things. The uh, the High Republic has me absolutely hooked. Um, you know, I, I can't wait for Mando Season 3 either. I can't wait for the Bad Batch Season 2 either. So, what the fuck do I know? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but... Uh, I can assure you that this book is worth your time. It is worth the read. Um, you do not need to read any other High Republic book before getting into it. I mean, maybe Path of Deceit would help. There's a little bit of a little bit of Path of the Open Hand stuff in there, and uh, but I almost think it would be interesting. You know, I'm I'm of I'm in the place where I read Path of Deceit before I read Convergence, so I get. I know what the path of the open hand is all about, but if you have not read the path of deceit, it might be interesting to engage with them for the first time in this book and then see who they truly are in the path of deceit. That would be a, I think that'd be worth your while as well. So either way, I think you're looking at a good starting spot with either path of deceit or convergence. If you're looking to just jump in balls deep into phase two, because, uh, I mean, I, I strongly recommend it. I strongly recommend that you pick up these books because it's uh, it's more than worth your while. Um, I've got a look... Like, I'm I'm crushing on Gela Natai. I'm crushing on Axel Greylark, frankly. I fucking love that guy. Um, there's just so many... There's just so much... There's so much character there that I'm just so excited to explore in these in these coming books and in, in Phase 2. Like, and the way that the Path of the Open Hand is steadily presenting themselves as a bigger and bigger and bigger part of the galaxy. People are learning who they are still, even though they've already done some pretty big stuff. Like it's going to be, it's going to be super awesome to see where, uh, where phase two goes. I can't believe we're only two books deep. feels like phase. Like, I feel like I need to be, I need it all. I need it all in my hands now. I want to, I want it all. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I'll leave you with this. If I'm rating this book out of 10, this is damn fucking close to a 10. Like, uh, and Star the High Republic hasn't really missed in that regard. I, I, I tend to view all these books in extremely loving lights. And, uh, this one, like I said, did start, did start a little bit on the fence for me, but all in all, by the end of it, I, like I said, I'm left with this being my second favorite High Republic book ever. And, uh, that says a lot because these books have been fucking outstanding. I'm just so excited to be getting in on the ground floor with this phase. You know, I jumped into phase one um, after all three of the of the phase one books were out. So I just had I had the chance to read all of them back to back to back. And uh, I'm so excited to be jumping in from the ground floor for phase two. I'm picking up the High Republic comics. I'm picking up the High Republic adventures. I mean, I'm putting this out Wednesday, so today. 
um, by IDW Publishing. Super excited about that. The Higher Public has me hooked, and uh, I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get Joseph on this shit. I'm trying to get him to engage with the High Republic. I know it's hard. It's reading. It's not. It's not the same as viewing something. But as soon, I, I can't tell you how much more my Star Wars enjoyment world opened up once I started reading the books. It's just a. It's just a different fucking ball game over there. The way that you can expand on these characters is. It's all the more meaningful and all the more telling of who these characters are to be able to get inside their minds with a good author who can tell us how they're feeling. My God, it's fucking outstanding and what their motivations are. And ah, I'm having a tough time holding back from spoilers. So I'll leave you with this. Read the high Republic read convergence. Thank you so much for joining me here. And uh, if you're on the Patreon, stick around. If you're looking for spoilers, Head to patreon.com slash Corobloom. That's where you'll get uh, that's where you'll get some more discussion out of me uh, concerning the nitty gritty, the details of it all. So uh, thank you very much. Bye bye. Psych. Let's talk Yoda number one. I loved this book, man. I'm so excited to keep picking this up. Yoda number one, written by Kevin Scott, art by Nico Leon. Uh, with colors by Dona Sanchez Almada and letters by Joe Caramagna. I've been looking forward to this this comic run for months now, ever since it started being advertised in the back of some other comic books. Uh, Yoda, obviously one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, a top five Star Wars character of all time for me, and I really care about the way that he's adapted in different in various media. You know, I think there's been uh, I think there's been some hits. I think there's been some misses. Some of the one of the biggest hits in recent memory, The Midnight Horizon, fucking outstanding. Another High Republic book, strongly recommended. Go check it out. But uh, I loved this. I loved this book. We, you know, we uh, start with him on a on Dagobah, kind of looking back on his life and listening to uh, listening to some message in the Force, which I think is interesting. Uh, a voice, a voice calling out to a Master Yoda, "Do you hear me?" And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. That was kind of that was kind of cool to me. But uh, and it, it does it doesn't really become clear who he's talking to. But it it, it molds into a flashback to a planet in the outer rim called Tarak, T U R R A K, and uh, seeing uh, this this cool purple species and awesome awesome species that I don't think I've ever seen before, like uh, purple skin, really large black eyes. Very, very cool. Uh, but they're being invaded um, by some pirates uh, for that, that, that claim themselves to be for the Kruklon. C-R-U-K-L-O-N. I love when Star Wars just expands all these uh, all these species, all these people. It's, it's really fucking cool, but uh, I love that the little kid Bree ends up making it out and being able to get a message out to a uh, message out to Coruscant. Everyone's like, "Ah, man, is this really worth our time?" The Jedi Council's like, "Is this is this really what we should do?" And Yoda's like, "Fuck yeah, it's what we should do." And you know what? I'm gonna go deal with it. All right, I'm gonna show up with these people under attack, and I'm gonna show them the tide has turned. The people, the Jedi, are here for them, and this is some of my favorite some of my favorite Yoda. I've ever gotten the the visuals here of him just slicing and dicing uh, wonderful quotes from him. This is why we serve turned the tide has 
Um, him using the force to disarm a bunch of enemies. That's exactly what I want out of Yoda, you know? And uh, him ultimately uh, coming face-to-face with some of uh, some of those who were hurt and being so uh so kind to them you know i think i think that's what's so great about yoda is i remember back in attack of the clones like yoda and the young leaves truly wonderful the mind of a child is you know like uh that's that's what he's about you know and i think they maintain that spirit here and kevin scott doesn't really miss you know i think kevin scott's one of my favorite art one of my favorite writers in all of star wars but uh i love that uh the the young kid is about to uh c- commit a murder and Yoda tells him, patient, we must be for the light. No, this is not the way out of it. Not the way it should be. And as for you, go now, he says to the person who was about to get his brains bashed in by the little one. Uh, and he warns these these invaders, protected this island is. Our island. Our home. And uh, they're, they're like, your home? You you don't belong here. You're a Jedi, he said. Maybe I didn't, but I do now. And I like that Yoda's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm staying. This is this is my home for at least a little bit. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I loved it so much. The way that he cares about these people, you know, uh, the, this last little interaction between Bree where he gives gives him a little smile. He goes, my name is Yoda. We will learn together. And... Uh, Obviously, this is going to continue to be a conflict as these these invaders just ran off to regroup. But uh, that's a problem for Yoda number two. And uh, I'm left just mighty satisfied with Yoda number one. I think that if there's any any comic book, if you're not a comic book collector, if you're not, not a comic book reader, but you're a Star Wars fan, maybe, maybe this is where you start. Maybe this is where you start. You know, Kevin Scott, a great writer can't recommend it enough Yoda a great character an iconic character and uh one that I was surprised to see was getting his own comic run but he makes perfect sense in that medium I don't know why uh I don't know why it hasn't been done prior and maybe it has and I just haven't looked deep enough but uh as far as I recall I don't think I've ever I've ever read an issue with Yoda carrying his own whole series so uh, I'm so excited about it um it kind of reminiscent of the Obi-Wan Kenobi one very recently where it started with him on Dagobah kind of reminiscing on his past the way that Obi-Wan in his recent book was uh, in the desert sands of Tatooine writing in a journal about his old experiences and how he reflects on them like I think this could be a really good opportunity to kind of see where da- where uh, Yoda's head was at when he was on Dagobah and uh, in his in his last days, maybe. And that's what's interesting too. They don't really make it clear. I assume this is before Luke came to Dagobah and saw him, but there is the possibility that it is after, and it's in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And again, that would be very cool, and it would be in keeping with a lot of the ongoing comics right now. They're all taking place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, so it could truly be him on his deathbed, like ready, ready to go out. And, uh, man, that'll be sad. That'd be sad. But, uh, I like, uh, I really like where he's at. I really like the story. I really like where they've taken it. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love Kevin Scott. I love Yoda. This, this has, this is a recipe for greatness right here. So, uh, check out Yoda check out Yoda number one. I strongly, strongly recommend it. Um, that did come out last week, a little late on the review for it, but, uh, 
it's utterly fantastic. It's it's and to have the physical man. Go to your local comic shop and buy comic books. It's so fucking great. I saw a quote recently <laughs> that I know Stan, maybe Stanley said it, but it was credit it was credited to Stanley. I just don't believe he said it, but it was like a <laughs> comic books are like titties. They look great on a computer screen, but it's so much better to hold one in my hand. And uh, <laughs> don't know if Stanley actually said that. I doubt he did. But it's an utterly fantastic quote and 1,000% true. Um, to have the physical comic book is a different experience than going online and reading it. And I know that many, if you don't have the means to scrounge together some, some money and head to your local comic shop, there are many a way that I will not tell you how to acquire these books for free online, but uh, there are there are many many resources where you can find those through not so hmm, legal means, but they're there. So, uh, you know, however you can read comics, read comics, get access to Yoda number one, check that shit out for me, because I love it. I love it with all my heart, and I strongly recommend that you pick it up. Uh, Yoda number one by Kevin Scott and Nico Leon. Can't recommend it enough. If you love Yoda, you'll love this, and, uh, Fuck yeah, man. With that, I'll conclude this episode of Rebellion's Bloom. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it was such a pleasure to have you. Like I said earlier on that on that High Republic Convergence review, spoiler review, it's a 40-minute it's a episode instead of 20 minutes over on Patreon.com slash Bloom. I go into all my favorite little parts of that book. Um, all, all my favorite parts of that book over there. Um, patreon.com slash corobloom head to twitter follow at pennybloompod and on hive at pennybloompod on tumblr at pennybloompod follow on instagram at pennybloompodcast remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you are listening share us with a friend come back on friday for our uh, 52 year journey through film which is continuing this week with 2018's blind spotting starring david diggs very excited for you all to hear that um remember to head keep keep rewatching Game of Thrones for Winter is Blooming with us on Mondays. We continue next week. Um, I recently put out an open call for our comic book movie project coming up in 2023. We got a few more a few more bites, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Colin Brain versus the MCU. Excited to have you for our X Men episode. Very cool. But if you're interested in joining us for that, go ahead and head to Twitter. Hit me up and let's talk about it. Again, that's at Penny Bloom Pod. And uh, remember. Peace, love, and bloom, and for light and life.